0: Greetings, and welcome to the Gospel Expedition, where we explore the Gospel from Genesis to Revelation. The Gospel is defined in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3-4, through 4, where Scripture says that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. The Gospel teaches us how Jesus Christ died for our sins to pay the penalty and the debt for our sins, to redeem us from sin, that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, overcoming death, defeating the grave, and opening the gates of heaven to all who believe. Every passage in the Bible sets up this fact. It foreshadows the gospel, it foretells the gospel, it illustrates the gospel, and it explains the gospel. Genesis chapter 3 sets up the gospel by showing our need for it. In Genesis chapter 3, the fall of man is recorded and the first sin is revealed. Since that time, we are all sinners, therefore we all sin. Sin brings shame. Sin brings death. But the gospel restores us and it delivers us. In Genesis chapter 3, verses 5 through 7, we see the false promises of sin. We see the motivation to sin and we see the end result. First, let's look at those false promises. In verse 5, Satan said, For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes shall be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The promise to Adam and Eve was that if they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, their eyes would be opened. They would gain this whole other level of wisdom and knowledge. They would gain a liberating knowledge and wisdom. They would no longer be dependent upon the Lord for direction, for provision. They could do everything on their own. They would be freed to experience everything life had to offer. And they would be like God, powerful, in control, equal to or greater to God. Sin makes these erroneous promises to us. Sin makes the erroneous promise that our eyes will be opened, that we will see things for as they actually are, and we won't be holding to superstitions or religious views, that our eyes will be open, that being able to break free of this, we will be free, and that we can experience life at its fullest, be able to enjoy all the pleasures of this world without limitation, We will never again be held back. Those are the false promises that sin makes. Sin appeals to our pride, our self-centeredness, our desire for greatness. All of this plays into the motivation that we can be free, that we can know things for ourselves, that we can experience whatever we want to be and whatever we want to do, and we can become and we can elevate ourselves to whatever level we want to elevate ourselves to. And so those are the false promises of sin. That's what Satan promised Adam and Eve in the garden. And that's what sin falsely promises to us today. And that builds into our motivation. The motivation for sin in Genesis chapter 3 verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and a tree was desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit and ate And she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. The Bible says that the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Big deal. There were lots of good trees in the garden that were good for food. The Bible says that the tree was pleasant to the eyes. Big deal. So were the other trees. What is it that sets this tree apart from the other trees? This tree. This one could make you wise it could elevate you to the level of god and set you free and that was eve's motivation that was adam's motivation That it was a tree to be desired to make one wise what motivates us to sin today is pride pride is self-centeredness pride is focus on self pride is promotion of self what motivates us to sin today is pride fulfill my wants, make me happy, elevate me, give me what I want. We can meet our physical needs without sin. You can meet your need for food without sin. You can meet your need for shelter without sin. You can meet your need for intimacy without sin. And this is something we, we will talk about later on on the gospel expedition. But intimacy can be met and fulfilled in an amazing way in a scriptural marriage. And we'll talk about that. We can enjoy the pleasures of the eyes without sin. You can go out and you can look at God's creation, spend time in nature, go to the zoo and see the magnificent creatures that are there. You can see wonderful things. You can behold beauty and you can do that without sin. Properly earned luxuries, you can enjoy those and look at those without sin. But when we do either thing, meeting our physical needs or the desires of our eyes in a way that defies God's authority, we sin. And when we do this, when we seek to fulfill our physical needs or to fulfill the pleasures and the desires of our eyes... In a way that defies God's authority, we sin and it never works out. And that brings us to the end result. In Genesis 3, 7, the Bible says, Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew they were naked. Their eyes were opened. Well, they were promised that by Satan. He said, God knows in the day that you eat of this, your eyes will be opened. Well, their eyes are open. But they didn't see what Satan told them they were going to see. What they saw was their nakedness. Now this wasn't the first time Adam and Eve had been naked. They had been naked this entire time. But the nakedness was, an, was innocent. The nakedness was good. But at this point, after the fall, after the sin, what they see in their nakedness is no longer the beauty of each other's bodies. What they see Is their vulnerability their shame and that's what sin brings vulnerability it brings shame they were promised freedom they were promised independence now they need shelter and they need a place to hide sin promises freedom it promises Liberty it promises glory what it delivers is bondage and shame and that's why we need the gospel Jesus Christ took the shame and death upon himself. Notice as he hung on that cross, he was naked. We believe he only had a loincloth at that point. He was being shamed. That was one of the most degrading and horrific ways to die. As he was dying for the sins of mankind, people were mocking him. Jesus took the shame upon himself and he took the death that God told Adam he would die in Genesis chapter 2 Jesus took that death upon himself and he did this so that we could be freed from the shame and bondage of sin that we could be cleansed that we could be restored and that we could be received into his kingdom where we could once again live under those perfect conditions he created for us in Genesis chapter 1 that's what the gospel is all about this is the Gospel Expedition. I'm Leland Acker, pastor of Life Point Baptist Church.